Herald of Steel beckons. War on the horizon. Chaos reigns supreme. But who will save us? Beckons of the Herald of Steel is a 5th edition homebrew campaign. It is a high fantasy and old school flavored campaign run by me, the young Rognard, and my friends. Let's meet those friends now. I am Anthony Santiago, and I'm playing Norhill Hammerstone, Dwarven Fighter. I'm Jared, and I'll be playing Jarzak, the Orc Warlock. I'm Ryan, and I'm going to be playing Klika, the Goblin Sorcerer. I'm Veronica. I'll be playing Anton, the Human Cleric. While many prophecies are written, our story has yet to be completed. Follow us into adventure. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. It is I, Grognard the Young, the Young Grognard, kicking it to you live with the campaign, The Beckons of the Herald Steel, with the adventure, the elders, and the quest, The Last Rites. Uh, last time we saw our party members, I mean, they were getting strangulated by a bunch of angry vegetables, but, you know, I mean, that's really neither here nor there. But uh, I guess the, the short and skinny of it is that uh, Klika is super cool with the elves. Uh, Norhill's got some strong opinions about daylight that nobody knew about. Anton likes that. Um, Jarzak is doing his thing, I suppose, right? Find out the elves are a bunch of pretentious ghost-loving people. Uh, and our party has ventured deep into the uh, Forsaken Glade in hopes of finding uh, Shaythantil's floating castle. Uh, plot twist, uh, they found it. Turns out that the spooky lycanthropes out there uh, were a lot more willing to communicate than not, but mentioned that Shaythantil uh, apparently has a lot more of a grasp over this region than may have been originally thought. Uh, the party is hoping to put to rest Shaythan Teal so that they might learn a lot more about these strange portals in the lands of immortals. All right, so with that, uh, we left off with Klika and Jarzak uh, about 30 feet up a 60-foot vine, or series of vines, uh, trying to get to the courtyard of a floating castle. Uh, both Norhill and Anton were at the very top, so let's roll initiative as the plants begin pulling up with barbed vines, looking to snack on Jarzak and Klika. Uh, did Klika get that massive climb bonus that we were talking about earlier? Did we talk about a climb bonus? Oh, that's right, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> For Jim, what the fuck? <laughs> No, I'm sure this is going to go well. Don't worry about it. So anyway, on the initiative, I got a five. 17. I'm coming out of the gates roasting on this one. This is going to be a feisty... feisty. 15. Wait, hold on. I was in the middle of talking shit, okay? Listen. 12. This podcast for one reason. <laughs> 11. I hate all you. Anthony, what did you get? 17. Okay, so it's going to go Norhill, Anton, Jarzak, Klika, me. Are you glad I could understand those numbers and get them in order? Good. Good job. I'm proud of you. Why is this a spicy episode already? Also, don't forget, I'm 30 feet up, but Jarzak's only 15. Is he 15? I swear yeah, he's 30. He's only succeeded one athletics check so far. Oh. Well, Jarzak, if you'd like, you could be 30 feet up. Sure. 
right. That's just next play even better. (laughs) Yeah, when you fall off and then inevitably take the damage from falling. Anyway, all right, Norhill, what you up to? Uh, Norhill is going to untie uh, the little lifeline from Anton and drop it down to give Jarzak and Klika something to grab onto. That's not the attacking vines. All right. So I'll say you can do that, and you'll still have a movement action available if you want to use it. Um, is there like a rock or something that he can brace himself against? Yeah, there's even a pillar out here. It almost looks like old age statues and stonework like in the Elven City there. So it's like there's a lot of stuff you could even tie the rope to potentially. Yeah, I mean, he's going to keep it tied around his waist, but he's going to like, you know, put a foot up on that to brace himself and get ready to pull as soon as he feels the weight on it. Okay, so at this length and where you're standing bracing yourself, the very end of the rope is at about the 30 foot mark where Klika and Jarzak. Okay, so now it's going to go to Anton. Anton, what would you like to do? Anton wants to help with the heathing, but I'm trying to see if I have any spells that could possibly help with destabilizing the other vines without hurting our friends, but I don't think I have anything that could assist hmm. in that. Well, Wait, well I don't just think throw I can a fireball at us. We got the decks. Be in the yeah. red fire mage. Well, uh... No, that's not an ability check. Never mind. I mean, what could go wrong? I'm sure the rope's fl- not flammable. I was hoping that guidance was not a touch spell, but it was. <laughs> I was going to get y'all guidance. But... Uh, well, actually, wait. No. Pick a spell. Like, maybe I can give him bless. I mean, will I give the bonus to the skill checks or just the intelligence nope. stuff? Uh, it gives. It's either attack roll or a saving throw. Well, I mean, that'll help out with dexterity checks if you can't make your climb checks to not slip and fall to your death. So, I mean, it'll actually benefit a little bit. Yeah, I'll cast a bless on Klika and Jarzak and Norhill. And then I'll help with the heaving. Roger, roger. Okay. And so with that, you hold up your lantern, ask for a bit of hope from the illuminator itself and grab onto the rope and begin to get ready to pull. Uh, now goes to Jarzak. What you up to? Guys, this is this is too much for me. Uh, Jarzak's just gonna push off from the vines and let go. Bye-bye. As he does that cast fly on himself and just zip up to the top. Oh, okay. Did you flick your sunglasses on before you did it? <laughs> yeah. Light a light a fat doobie on the way down. <laughs> Buddy, guess what I got? Right, so <laughs> fucking flies. I would I be able to scoop Klika because she's a small creature? Wait, you fucking fly? Are you kidding me? Only briefly, hell? and I can only do it twice, and then I'm out of spells. Uh, Fly lasts like what? an hour, doesn't it? Uh, I think it's it 10 minutes 10 minutes yeah it's not it's not super long is it a concentration based one oh yeah oh yeah what <laughs> you can with that in mind uh, i'll let you pick up oh, the problem what does that look like if you uh, it's just a bunch of flying bugs like appear on jarzak's arms and just start flapping their wings 
just buzzing and humming like a sounds like a cicada. Yeah, it turns it. Jarzak becomes one with the swarm. <laughs> it's just a swarm of bugs flying around, <laughs> like cicada and locusts, and just Jarzak's face in the middle of it. Yeah, it's like that one bad guy from Ben Ten. Anthony, what did I tell you about bringing a fucking Ben Ten on my goddamn show? It's a good show. That's I have one rule, Anthony. One of the greatest shows, you know? Oh, my Lord. Don't you encourage him, okay? It's bad enough I have to swat you for ICP references. But anyway, <laughs> all right, so I'll say this much. You can scoop Klico with a strength check. Yeah, Jarzak just flies up on his own. <laughs> you going to leave Klico? It's not yeah. a big strength check. Uh, Klico, I'm leaving the rope for you. <laughs> okay, Jarzak. I'll see up there, I guess. Just fly up. It's easy. Klika cast fly too. <laughs> All right. So I guess uh, you fly up then and you make it to the uh, to the top up there on the landing with Anton and Norhill. Uh, what's the fly speed? 60 feet? Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. And so now, now uh, <laughs> yeah, as the cat walks behind me, Ronnie makes a face every time she can see the cat. I'm like, you know, what's Klika doing? Climbing, I guess. Switch over to the rope. I mean, I think it's well known. Anton probably would have shouted down that you could probably just hold on and Norhill would pull up if you wanted to have him just do all the work and Anton do all the work. Uh, or you could try to get out of there as quickly as possible. Yeah, I mean, might as well. Question is, if you want to sit around while the vines come for you? Or if you want to... Right, no. She, Kliga's going to try and climb. She's not going to just like sit there and let other people pull her up without trying. <laughs> or people with fly spells just fly by. <laughs> That's so fucking rude. You're the one who made him make a strength, Jack. That was it. Because, yep. <laughs> well, I mean, his strength's already low enough as is that to just scoop another character up and act like it's nothing. I'm like, you know, I know it's he's a, flying. It's but a like... small creature. It's like, wait, she weighs less than in my backpack. <laughs> Do you want to bring in the weight rules real quick? You want to calculate what your 10 strength can bring you? I have less than 10, bud. So. <laughs> All right. Klika got a two on our climb check. What? Klika also has really good strength. <laughs> the third best in the group. Wait, <laughs> what kind of check did you do? require like a five on a strength save anyway. I mean, on a strength check anyway. Was so it a skill real... check or a, what kind it of It was an athletics check, yeah. Okay, never mind. And now I'm going to make a deck saving throw, right? All right. And you get two. Oh, good. Well, I got a 25 then. Yeah. Just like trying so hard to climb, can't do it, let go. That like reflexes managed to latch on to the uh, very bottom of the rope. Okay. And so now the vines begin to curl up with their little prehensile ends and you can see them kind of like open up at the ends and blossom into big spiky sticky looking pads and they begin feeling and reaching up for Klika's back to try to grab onto her and potentially pull her off. So with that, what's your armor class? 20. Okay. So with that, um, Oh shit. Okay. So as the thing tries to get onto you, you manage to like whisk her arm back and forth fast enough that you're able to kind of like back the thing away in the meantime. Uh, and it immediately goes to Norhill. As you see, about four of these reaching, grabbing vines start kind of like grasping for you. Heave ho. 
Okay, so with that, uh, Anton, if you'd like, uh, you can roll a strength check and we can see if you offer Norhill advantage. Uh, am I just rolling straight strength or am I rolling skill? Uh, you athletics if you're proficient. Yeah, no, that, that's uh, why. why I, uh, I, I don't think I'd give you advantage. I, was, I had some butterfingers going on because I got a three. Well, <laughs> even, I even so. Even so, I rolled a dirty 20. Damn. Okay. And so with that, you managed to heave ho clica up in no time. In that span of six seconds, you managed to do it like an old dwarf could down in the mines, and you just get that good boot on there and just pull with your weight being like kind of like the counterpoint to it. And Klika just gets zipped up there, holding on for dear life with the vines kind of latching and grasping at her. And so with that, Klika gets pulled up onto the top here, up in the courtyard, in the courtyard that you guys are standing within, if I could describe it a little more, since I have yet to describe it at all, uh, it's, it almost looks like, again, I know this is going to sound pretty like duh, but it looks like literally Castle Grounds got scooped out of the earth. So there's like a 60 foot expanse out here of just like grass with trees and stuff. Granted, they all look pretty wretched, but it leads up to a large stonework castle like structure. It looks elvish, so there's a lot of smooth marble-looking stone outside the whole place, and a lot of crystal designs, as well as a bunch of beautiful statues. But overall, this place itself looks to be like a two- or three-story place with a few spires that kind of reach up. Um, but you guys stand outside of like the, uh, the gated walls leading into the courtyard, um, and those only stretch back about 40 or so feet. So making your way to the gate would only be a... 40 foot stretch and both of the doors are completely tossed off the hinges so what would you guys like to do Lika tries to jump on Jarzak to fly with him Jarzak looks for the tallest tower and heads there (laughs) Um, Norhill's gonna look up on the walls does he see anything moving around up there uh, from where you're standing, uh, you can roll a investigate check for that. Is Jarzak actually going to go for the tallest? Uh, if Jarzak flies up a little, do, do I see anything additional? Like, if I go up 30-ish feet? Yeah. Get kind of that high vantage point? Yeah, if you want. I mean, it's going to be a bit higher than that to get, like, a good but, one. Okay, then, yeah, I'll go, like, 60 or more. That's fine. Right. So the ballista goes off. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> now that you've got to the right threshold of height, uh, what did Norhill get? Uh, Norhill got another dirty 20. Okay. And so what both Jarzak and Norhill are able to see from where you guys are both flying up and where Norhill's standing, you both can see that this place is covered in a variety of birds and some smaller mammals and stuff like that. Like you guys can see like squirrels and, and, and chipmunks and stuff like that kind of scraggling the walls and whatnot. You see like stray cat looking beasties running around as well. Um, a ton of black birds just fluttering about at all ends of like the openings in the stonework, the higher you go up. But because Jarzak is flying up there and flying pretty high, you can see that there's sort of like a main chamber and sort of the far back center of the whole structure. And it's got this big domed roof that looks kind of like the domes that were in a lot of the elven chambers that you guys saw in Aetheries. Uh, I'm sorry, Aetheries. Um, and so you can see that there's large cracks in this one as if like shattered and broken, uh, revealing sort of a darkened chamber inside. But other than that, all of the other places out here seem to be kind of, you know, beaten down by time and whatnot. But this one looks like there's actually an opening into it. 
Could you roll me a perception check, Mr. Jarzak? And was Klika actually on Jarzak? I don't know. You didn't let me make a check to see if I was. I mean, I just figured if Jarzak allowed it, you'd be able to hop on. Yeah, that's fine. Now, Jarzak, roll strength. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) But only once we reach the apex of your height, then we'll roll that strength check. I want it when it counts. I got a 17 on my strength check. Damn. Yeah, but what about that perception, though? 11. (laughs) So I carried Klika. What does Klika see? (laughs) Klika got a 7, so we got 7-11 up here. (laughs) Flying high. Very much so not there's hot dogs on the rollers, everybody, at 7-Eleven. Grab yourself a Slurpee. It's going to be a bumpy ride. Okay, so with that, you guys are fluttering around and flying around up here. Is there anything else you'd like to do while you're flying around? Klika has too many bugs in her eyes, mouth, and ears to see anything. Yeah, but those were there before she got on Jarzak. <laughs> now that she's on Jarzak, all the bugs are fucking everywhere. Uh, Klika, no, I need to stop trying to clean them. Stop trying to brush them off. Klika, no. <laughs> As you guys just like, like, just uh, like mating eagles spiral down to the earth <laughs> and trying to clean them. The bugs fighting back. It's what they would have wanted. Um, okay. And so uh, I guess the question I have is you guys flew straight up. Did you want to like fly and kind of circle the place or did you want to just fly up and then come back down to the ground? I'll do a quick like perimeter check yeah all right i'll stay kind of lower though okay so um once you're kind of flying around i guess like at the height of the higher pillars that we're not like flying over the whole place but like kind of at like a level where you're probably like i guess like fourth story considering the height of these things actually standing up here the spires um all right Let's roll initiative. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Let's roll initiative. We got 7-Eleven. Wow. Killed it on initiative rolls today. Got a 1 plus 5, 6. So I got a 15. Anybody beat 15? No? Okay, so I'm first. All right, who's got below 15? What do we got? We got a 6. I know a 6. Three. <laughs> we got three. Oh, no. And what does Anton get? 14. Okay, so 15, 14. Norhill, you got 10? One. <laughs> you but, just had to beat us, didn't you? We've all, I, I like, I can't get, six is my lowest. You know, and two people rolled underneath me. It's one of those things where you can tell that just by the initiative roll, this is not going to end well for anybody. So here comes the surprise round. Uh, the, 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 uh, there are no evident defenders on the walls. You should be okay. Yeah, I, di- I didn't see any either, so we're good. I'm so, going to do a quick perimeter check. <laughs> uh, okay, so launching out of the cracked crevice that was that dome, um, a trio of shrieking, black-feathered, human-sized, lycanthropic, flighty beings come ripping out with razor blade-like claws at the ready, and they just come fluttering, flying up to Jarzak and Klika, and they manage to clear the distance by their, well, I guess their first turn. The surprise round is just them shrieking up and flying up towards you guys. Uh, so... All three of them reach a distance where they can start swinging and clawing at you, Jarzak and Klika. Uh, 
Oh, that's that's weird. It looks like you guys got your wings because I got wings. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Don't you play that shit on me. I had this in my fucking notes. And I was it's, like, a, it's, a fly, it's a flying castle. I assume they were flying guys. I hope so. Okay. I'm like, wait a minute. Don't you try to act like I fucking I just, this is. just wanted to give you shit. Well, good. I, I appreciate it. As the DM who's very sensitive, <laughs> I appreciate when everybody gives me a hard time. <laughs> yeah, sure. I give you guys a hard time with bowling. You guys give me a hard time, and it's called a good podcast. But anyway... So with that, what's your armor class, Jarzak and Klika? Twenty still, Klika. Sixteen. Usually. So sixteen and twenty, you said still. Yeah. All right. So with that, one of them darting in tries to get in on Jarzak and doesn't manage to hit you. Instead, starts tearing at a bunch of the flighty bugs. But unfortunately, one of them lands a hit on Klika, and one does land one on Jarzak. So can I cast shield? Would a twenty-five change it? Uh, on yours. Yeah, that's a, that's a big thumbs up. You do. Fuck yeah. Okay. Jarzak, however. <laughs> Can I cash? <laughs> do you have shield? No. And so with that, as these strange beings come into this closeness, you can see again, they look almost like some strange kind of like half breed of human and, and like crow or something. But they come up and start lashing at you with their talons. And uh, hey, hey, no, 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 I'm one of you. Darzak takes five points of slashing damage as the thing comes clawing in at him. So everybody down in the courtyard can see pretty clearly that there's a trio of these big giant black birds just swatting and slashing at Klika and Jarzak as they flew up there. Um, Woo! There it is. Nice work, Jarzak. You saw that they came. Oh wait, you're blessed still. So Roddy, roll a d4 real quick, please. You got a four. Okay, I didn't break concentration. I needed exactly four. Yay. I didn't even think about that, but here yep. I rolled so bad. Could you imagine that? Drop? You got this by the light. All right, quit, Ronnie, quit rubbing it in, okay? You're forever indebted. So anyway, uh, so next was who had the next magic number? Anton. Yeah, Scorching Ray. Yeah, I'm sure you guys can trust her shooting it up there at you guys. See, the fireball would be the sweet one, but... Yeah, I'm waiting for that one. I'm waiting for it. Well, we'd have an advantage on the deck save. I mean, not advantage, but we'd give us a plus four on the deck save. Yeah. You know? Also... I'm I'm waiting on the... It is super suck, though, so you would still be getting damaged. Yeah, I would say you could also, Ronnie, uh, you could, like, hold your turn off. You could prepare an action for when Jarzak and Klika are out of range of it and just nuke them as soon as they leave that area. How can I confirm when they're out of range? Like, do you mean I just say I want to shoot these, but wait till they're out of range? So I just sit there charging? No, I mean, yeah. wait until Klika and Jarzak fly away from it. And then once they're out of the reach of it, then you just nuke the three that are still there. How many turns will that take? <laughs> you know? One. Uh, Jarzak's got a flight speed of 60. Your explosion is only, what, 20 feet, 20 feet from the center? Uh, let me check. Scorching Ray? No, I the fireball. No, I wasn't going to do fireball. I know. I was saying that if you wanted to, you could nuke these no. the fireball. But <laughs> you can use your uh, free speech to uh, let us know to get out of there. You know, that's. And then yeah. there's probably a high chance we'd actually leave. Maybe. 
<laughs> I didn't want to use Fireball yet, though. I want to wait for... I'm just saying that this would be a perfect moment because they're all clustered in the sky right there, but Scorch and Ray, what do we got for the attack rolls? Okay. And do you have the reach? Because at this point, they're about 150 feet away from you. Oh, no, that's actually a really good question. Do I have the reach? Um, it's 120 feet. I mean, you can move up into the courtyard and start shooting at them. See, I think what a lot of people don't know about when it comes to like later games yeah. is the biggest thing that impacts combat is like outdoor stuff. When you can fly and it becomes a numbers game of like actually having range or not, all of a sudden those feats that gave you like, oh, maximum range on a ranged weapon, like that shit is fucking so important in late game. But either way, all right. All right, first one. Oh, I did not hit on that one. I got an eight. <laughs> Okay. Second one. I got 10. Wait, no. Uh, can't do fucking math today. I was going to make a joke, but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> well, it's not 10. 14. Okay. That's a hit. Okay. I'll do damage on that. Uh, I got 11 points of damage. Okay. And then did you have one left? Yeah, one left. Who are you targeting with it? Uh, the last one I didn't hit. Okay. 13. Okie mokey. That's a hit. Six points of damage. Nope. All right. So with that, you shoot off a few of these bright light beams. And with that, um, okay. Uh, none of them look particularly wounded by this or anything. Obviously, you hit them for substantive amounts, but none of them look like they're about to go and retreat or anything like that. Um, and now it goes to next highest, which was what, six? Yep. Lika? <laughs> I love that. That's a pretty good one, Anthony. How high are we in the air? You said uh, like four guys, floors? Uh, yeah, I'd say about 40 or so feet, but okay. you're like over the building itself. Okay. All right, uh, we'll do a bonus action, Shadow Blade, and then I am, there's two of them within five feet of each other, right? Yeah, I'd say so. Okay, so I will, uh, where is it? Use one sorcery point to cast, I think twin spell is a sorcery point. Yeah. Is that right? And then I will attack one of them with um, Green Flame Blade. Okay. This is a lot going on. Ooh, I crit. Yeehaw. Of course we do. So that's... So let's be... just say let's just say we've got three of them up there. Uh, we'll call them Lola, Lolo, and Loli. Okay? So Lola... This is not going to help anybody. Low <laughs> hit for 11 points. Low low has gotten hit for six, and low Lee has no damage. Who are you hitting? I'm going to hit low Lee for 24 points of damage. Low Lee dies. I don't know why you had to do that to her. She did not deserve that. And the uh, friendly, and we'll say Lola next to her is going to take nine flame damage okay fire damage sorry okay so that uh lola appears to be hardly wounded and bloodied 
And then for I'm gonna make my next attack on so Loli is dead. Oh, it's Lolo. Okay, I'm gonna attack Lolo. Okay, Lolo has no damage. Wasn't Loli the one with no damage? Who's on first? <laughs> At this point, I'm not really certain anymore. Why don't we say now that the uh, there's only two left, we have Lefty and Righty. Uh Lefty has Which, whichever one I didn't light on fire. I'm going to attack. Does a 21 hit? <laughs> it sure does. Okay. You know the names only mattered to kill that one. I almost feel like this was some level of bullying or something like that. <laughs> so that's 12 damage. Okay. And then the one that I lit on fire already is going to take another seven damage. Where is this extra damage coming from? So green flame blade, when you hit the main target, another enemy within five feet takes an extra D8 of damage. Sure. And since I twin spelled it, I've attacked twice with green flame blade. So I bounced it once and then another time. Okay. Fair enough. Um, so with that, the other one of the uh, flying shrieking beasties there, uh, Lefty, dies. In a swath of green flame. Uh, so two of them now come falling from the skies, hurtling down, uh, reverting back to what looks like an elvish form on the way down uh, before a hearty hit on top of the uh, building below them. Uh, a wet smack. Yeah, I didn't want to say <laughs> But, you know, it do what it do. Now it goes to Jarzak. Uh, Clicks, I uh, guess these guys are pretty weak i got this last one don't worry trust me okay jarzak <laughs> famous last words uh 24 to hit with what my battle axe okay that's it that is 10 damage Dang. okay so this one is bloodied and hardly wounded but not dead and i'm gonna attack him again Roger, Roger. 16 to hit. That's good. That's nine damage. Dang. So that's a kill. Yeah. Uh, see, told you. No problem. You know, that, that had a lot more terrifying consequences riding on it than I think we allowed it to be. But I think we just kind of swiped those guys out of the sky pretty well. So okay, with that, I mean, all three of them come crash into the ground. And you guys can hear the sounds of like a cacophony more of these birds. Not these bird people, but you hear just like regular birds just freaking out and chattering inside of that big domed structure there. And finally, you hear something kind of bellow out in a bestial tone. And all of the birds and everything fall to like dead silence inside. But the terrifying howl kind of reverberates and echoes throughout all the courtyard and outside. Ruh-roh. Uh, Clique, do, do you want to stay up here or are you ready to get down? <laughs> um, Clique will stay wherever you go. It's fine. Okay. I like thinking that you got like one of those like, you know, those bikes that you can have with the little kid seat on the back. I like thinking there's one of those, but just to pass it on <laughs> back and Clique's back there all buckled in and like little boots. Yeah. <laughs> just slinging shadow blades and blowing shit up. Yeah, just this magical blade swinging around. <laughs> Just, uh, shit, yeah. I got magic blades, too. So naturally, 
Uh, you guys decide to jetson your way back down to the ground? No, we'll, we'll hang out up top. Seems like a safe place. Okay. And so, how long do you want to hang out? Can, can we land on one of the rooftops? Sure, but I will say this much. It doesn't look like this construction is safe to be standing on. Then I am going to fly down and join the party. Okay. Kiko right. will dismount Jarzak. Yeah, guys. Uh, <laughs> uh, Norhill, what happened there? You gave me the all clear. Do the perimeter uh, I check. Think that, that explains the lack of defenders on the walls. We might want to keep boots on the ground in case there are more. Yeah, that was... Uh... That was my my first time being in the the, the sky, and per, perhaps my last. As I wipe the DM sweat from my brow, <laughs> flying combat for the rest of the campaign. <laughs> but no, I'm just kidding. All right, so with that, the party stands before the big double door entrance to the to the uh, castle proper. Here, what would you guys like to do? Advance into the courtyard. All right. Anton's already been in here since he was shooting off his laser beams from inside. Um, so, okay. Yeah, let's keep going. There's a dark hole over there. Let's let's go for it. Wait, the what? Dark entryway over there. What up on the up on the ceiling inside the big place in the like the top floor? Yeah. Wait. So you're saying go in through the creepy hole, or you're saying go into the building to get to there? Oh, we should go in through the creepy hole. You know, it, it, was, it was like total darkness. It seems like it'll be great. I am not inclined to agree. Well, falling into a pit of darkness doesn't... No? It's not for everyone? I don't think so. Anton shook his head no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I mean, but Anton, have you... Have you ever tried it? How do you know you don't like it? I know I don't like it. <laughs> Lantern intensifies. Um, okay. And so with that... We can just go in the main doors then. I mean, that's a fucking way to do it. <laughs> so with that, the party proceeds to the fucking doors. No, I'm just kidding. Now you guys pull open the doors, which look to be woodworked in a way that looks like... Again, elven craftsmen are probably the only people who could pull this kind of articulate design off, but... It's just interlocking and weaving patterns that tell tales within tales of elvish glory and deeds. Um, and these big giant doors open up relatively silently, but behind these doors is what could be described as sort of like the foyer, sort of like the entry chamber to this place. Uh, um, it's about 60 foot by 60 foot at its most, but it is just absolute chaos in here, filled with rubble, toppled stonework, shattered statues and things like that. But this place has, you know, it, it just looks like hell has come in here and, and left. You guys can see piles of like food that's been left out for a long, long time, decorating the floor. Some like little scraps that look like they could have been bedding at one point or another. Um, but apart from that, there appears to be only one functioning set of doors in the back, another set of double doors that appear to be not as regal as the entrance, but definitely the same kind of level of like, this is an important door to be going through. So what would you guys like to do? I just do a... Go ahead, Norhal. I was just going to clarify that those doors that you just described are the only ones that seem, like, functional. 
yeah because there's just that much rubble in here it looks like it's going to be for the most part like difficult terrain to be traveling through so there's only really one set of doors that look functioning you guys can peep through some of the rocks that have been stacked up and the construction that's been stacked up um by the other doors inside of here as there's like four or two on each side but they look more like like entry chambers and like sort of i don't want to say waiting rooms but it looks almost like greetings chambers you know what i mean sort of that kind of regal what a lord might have you know what i mean tell people to go wait in the chambers kind of like you guys do with the queen <laughs> um okay and so with that uh what would you guys like to do well it looks like there's only one way further in Uh, Norhill would like to advance toward those doors, uh, but he's going to pull up the shovel and he's just going to sort of test the ground in front of him to make sure that there aren't any like sinkholes or anything hidden under the rubble. Okay, sure, that sounds fine to me. Um, in that case, uh, while everybody's walking into here, um, can everybody describe their movement? Anton will be just treading lightly while trying to avoid his hit like walking on, on as much rubble as possible he'll kind of be tiptoeing and skip it over things if he can okay. what about click on jar zach is there like a tattered rug or anything rolled out that covers the uh like the floor yeah it looks like underneath the rubble there at one point was one, but it's been torn up enough by the fallen stone and whatnot that it doesn't look very, I don't know how to say it. It doesn't look like it's one piece anymore. I think it's just going to follow the path that the carpet would have followed. Okay. So like kind of dead center through the center of the room. Yeah. Okay. What's the worst that could happen? What about Jarzak? What do we got from you? Arzak's gonna stay a good ten feet behind whoever goes last and just follow their footsteps as best he can. Okay. So do we wanna say that that's kind of the marching pattern as is Norhill Anton Klika Jarzak, or did we wanna swap anybody around? No, yeah, good. Okay. So with that, the conga line of adventure proceeds into the room. And as the party makes it about 30 painstaking feet into the room. Um, I'm going to need a perception check from everyone. Yes, I crit. That's funny. I, also, I, did too. I also crit. What? I'm the only one who didn't crit. <laughs> I only got a 15. Hey, that's still pretty good. It's not good enough. <laughs> and so like, everyone has x ray vision, and Cleek could just seize a wall. <laughs> looking at the carpet but anyway um thank god you guys blew all your crits on this perception check i'm over here just murdering birds oh that's not good <laughs> that didn't that didn't come out right um but anyway the uh the trio here uh I, I even clica can see this as well but you guys notice that uh a bit of the dust and debris in the far left portion of the room here in the far left uh, about 20 or so feet away from the door you guys are heading towards, uh, you can see the dust starts to like billow and like uh, uh, like spin around as if some sort of thing is kind of disturbing it in its place. What would you all like to do? And I point my lantern at it and see if I can get a better sight on whatever it is. 
Sure. And because you guys all got crits, you can tell that as this dust moves forward and starts to kind of like continue a few feet towards, I guess, you guys, um, it starts to take on more of a humanoid height as if outlining the form of something of like a a humanoid size and shape. Visible? Um, Kind of. It looks like something's taking on form. And you guys managed to catch it right before, like, it came to be. Can I hit it with fairy fire? <laughs> I say quick bonk Just it. Make sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you can hit it with a, the fairy fire. Again, like I said, it, it's, it's not going to be invisible for much longer. I'm just saying you guys saw, like, something stirring real quick. So you basically have the surprise on it. So if you guys would like to do something in preparation while you're standing in the middle of the room, go for it. If you want to still cast Fairy Fire, by all means. Lika is going to cast Shadow Blade and try and attack the shadow. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to stick with um, Fairy Fire for now. Norhill's going to run up and put himself between it and the party. Okay. Why don't we roll for initiative real quick, just to make sure we got the bucks in line. Fuck yeah. I got another nat one on my initiative roll. Oh, that's more like it. I also got a nat one. <laughs> You guys got to roll to see who's the high one and who's the low one. Uh, that's a 10. Wait, but I mean, mine's a 1 plus 5, so it's a 6. Oh, well, fucking... Yeah, but it's my second nat one on initiative. I also so got another nat one. Six. So Norhill had to re-roll anyway, and I got a 5, so he's the high one, I'm the low one. <laughs> I got a 9. Okay, and I got an 11. So with that, we have me first. And then Anton, Kalika, Norhill, Jarzak, right? Yep. Okay. Uh, so with that, you guys have the surprise round. So all your actions get to go off first. So with that, starting from the top, it would go to Anton first. So fairy fire away. Yeah. Uh... It has to fail a deck saving throw. Ready? And so with that, as you goose it in there, this thing wasn't even prepared for that to happen at all. I got an eight. So it is hoofed with a bit of the, uh, the what does it look like? Is it just like glowing light, kind of like your lantern light? Yeah, because it says it, I would say, yeah, it's more of like, it's, it's, it's glowing gold. It's fancy. And then everything that's around it is hit by that light with a 10 foot radius. And then any attack roll against it has advantage. Okay. And so as you goose it over there and, and douse this thing in the glowing light of the illuminator, it appears to be what looks almost like a ghostly elven woman. Um, and for a moment there, as you see this outline, the thing takes on its form that it was supposed to take on. Now I land on fairy fire. Uh, if anybody has religion, go ahead and roll for it. Did I just summon a god? Yeah, yeah. You summoned your god. That's that right. is so cool. Uh, what? I think you got a nat 20 on her religion check. I got a 16. All right, this is very clearly a, a banshee. Just looking at the elven body here, this looks like it must be. And all of a sudden, you guys have flooding memories of the screams you heard out in the woods. And that fine, piercing scream uh, seems to harken back to you guys in a way that's a lot more damning now that you recognize that was not just spooky filler. And instead, you're looking at something that could quite possibly kill the entire party by uttering a very deathly wail. And so seeing this thing take on form, Anton, you know, goose in the uh, fairy fire out there, jump of the gun, 
this is very dangerous. And yeah, these things are elvish ghosts that are bound usually by some form of vanity or something like that. Kind of cursed to be ugly and spooky forever. But as it takes on its uh, uh, more physical material looking form, you can see that it does look like a mutilated elf. Um, something that almost looks like either it was skinned or something like that, but she looks in a horrific state with hair dangling around her face and everything, dressed in a white gown. Not a wedding gown, but just very regal attire. Um, but, okay, so after fairy firing it, uh, now Klinka, what do you got? I just, why am I second was a six, guys? <laughs> what is happening? Uh, Klika, I guess, is going to upcast Shadowblade at the second level uh, as a bonus action and then charge forward and hit this thing with a booming blade. Okay. You get advantage. What I'll say is this. It is... Uh, at the far end of the chamber, about 30 feet from you guys, uh, and it's difficult terrain to get there. So it'll cost twice as much movement to move to it. Well, that's fucking lame. Yeah. Well, welcome to combat. All right. Well, I just will throw my shadow blade then <laughs> from 15 feet away. You're just trudging <laughs> the gravel, and you're just like, <laughs> 24. Oh, shit. And that's with advantage? Yeah. All right. Yeah, you smoked it. That's 20 damage. Jesus H. Christ. So with that, you pierce the thing with the uh, the spooky dark blade there, and the thing lets out an utter, like a, it utters a terrifying shriek of pain, and everybody feels a deep throbbing in their head, as if this shriek of pain is only a glimmer as to what's about to happen potentially next. Um, so... Uh, is that it for you? Did you move up at all or did you just toss it? Yeah, I moved up 15 feet. Okay. Okay. Um, and now it goes to Jarzak, right? No, it goes to Norhill because he's the high one. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, did anybody say that it was a banshee? Kaliko mm. will alert the party that that is a banshee. Okay. Um, is it a physical creature or a spiritual one um because you've got a magic weapon it's not gonna i'm wondering if it would be possible to grapple it is my point yeah i don't think you're gonna be able to grapple this thing um okay from what it looked like coming out of basically nothingness it seems incorporeal and from your judgment of the undead it seems like that would be an impossibility all right, yeah. So that means I can't grapple it and try to hold its mouth shut. So um, I'm just going to double move up to be in base to base with it. Okay. Fair enough. Oh boy. Okay. Now um, it's going to go to Jarzak. Guys, the time has come. I think that's a ghost. I got this. <laughs> I'm going to launch Eldritch Blast at it. At advantage. With a message. Uh, 16 to hit. That's a hit. What do we got for damage? Uh, oh, it's two beams, right? Yeah, you, you're going to make two attacks. All right, four damage on the first one. Roger. And a 12 to hit. 
Uh, that's good. Oh, nice. Yeah, she's just a lady wearing a dress. She's just floating around in here. Three damage on the second one. All right. So with that, uh, she does not appear to be in a state that looks close to death by any means. And at the start of this round... See, guys, see how weak I made her look? In the elvish tongue, she says, uh, only pain can be found in this place, and you too will be prisoners to the agony. And with that, you... Norgal, I guess, seeing the closest, feels it as she inhales deeply and her chest begins to swell before letting out an unearthly wail. Let's get a constitution saving throw for everybody involved. We're still so blast, far away. Right? No, blasts only last for, um, how long does bus last for? One minute. Okay. Fairy fire itself is a concentration. Yeah, that only lasts for a minute either. Okay, um, let's see here. Uh, that's not so bad. Dan just wiped the party. Dan just wiped the party. <laughs> I wonder what'll happen next. All right. Yeah, I'll I'll oh. I got a 15. <laughs> okay. I got a 4 plus 7, 11. Oh. <laughs> Did I not mention that like, I ran all the way outside and around the corner? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I got a 13. Oh, okay. So with that, with the shrieking piercing, both Klika and Anton are near, like, beholden to seeing one of these things in the real life. Jarzak, uh, feeling the tenacity behind him of his Orlock patron to continue killing a ghost, finally manages to buckle down, not catching as much of the pain and brunt of the shrieking. And Norhill, with his dwarfly resolve, manages to stay against it. Uh, both Klika and Anton have this painful ringing in their heads and feel their, their head shake around almost with the resonance frequency of the shriek and feel almost like you got vertigo from it. And both of you just black out and fall flat to the ground unconscious with zero. Oh. Uh, Norhill and Isaac on the <laughs> other hand, you guys both take 10 points of damage each. Oof. So, and Jixi, that's, can uh, I that's... just... Mm, that's not but bludgeoning, piercing, or slashing damage, I imagine. Oh, psychic. <laughs> Wait, do Click and I take damage, or do we just go to zero? Go to zero. Oh! This is the friendly edition of the game. Other ones oh, kill you outright and just be like, you dead. What up? Wait a minute. So we both have to make the death saves now? Uh, not you. Are we unconscious, or are we down? Mm, well, I guess we get to play a game. What do you guys want to do about it? Uh, it be downed because well, you you fall to zero and you immediately begin dying, right? Nope, Anthony said it. Okay, now it's not on <laughs> Anthony. Said I'm literally just saying what the rules are. Anthony said it. Clicka <laughs> dies because of Anthony. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, I'm wearing that amulet, so it should be fine. Well, yeah, we know that, Ronnie. Rub it in a little harder next time, <laughs> just so everybody knows. Click is the one who dies. Mm. So, so that's it for uh, her turn. Um, now it goes to Anton, who saves. Click, uh, go ahead and roll your first death save. Five. <laughs> oh, no. All right, nice. One now, one away from a new character. Well, luckily, we all rolled our nat ones out, right? We got all our crits and our nat ones. 
so I will say Norhill and Jarzak are both painfully aware that Klika dropped. Uh, Jarzak is 15 feet away and Norhill is 15 feet away. Norhill double moved. He should have been able to close. Right, right. The thing yeah, is- I'm 15 feet oh, between. You're, okay. Yeah, I'm in the no. middle. All right. Yeah, I forgot about that. My bad. So now it goes to Norhill. Oh boy. Norhill is going to do his best to stop this quickly so that we can see the Klika. Um, he's going to make two attacks on the ghosts. Um, does the fairy fire go away because Anton uh, is unconscious? Yes. Yeah. So it's not an advantage anymore. Oh, no. Sorry. Uh, let's see. So the first attack is going to be an a twelve to hit. That's a hit. Oh yay! Man, both you and Jarzak just really skimming the rim here on on mediocre attacks, but <laughs> uh, that is very close to minimum damage. However, um, I wanted to hear the face you made made it seem like it was a good shock, not a bad shock. But no. Uh, so let's see. That's. Eight points of magical piercing and lightning damage. But wait, then Anthony decides to make a second attack that's also a 12. Okay, well, at least you're consistent. And uh, this one is going to turn into a goading attack. Okay. Uh, So it needs to make A wisdom saving throw versus DC 14. Okay. I completely smoked it with a 20. Okay. Um, but it's still going to take extra damage. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, for a solid 20 points of magical piercing and lightning damage. Holy shnikes. So this thing is brutally wounded. Okay, all righty then. Okay, is that it for you? Yep. All right, Jarzak, goes to you. Let's go low one. <laughs> the, the most honorable status you can have in a combat initiative is the low one, <laughs> meaning you had to fight for the title. Okay. Uh, okay. Jarzak's gonna... Bonus action move, regular move. Okay. So bonus yeah. action moving will get you all the way up to Klika. Yeah, and then... I mean, there's nothing I can do to help Klika, so I'm going to then regular move and get up to it, hopefully not re- next to Norhill. I can maybe position so we have blanking or something. I'll give it to you. And then... Not that you need it with her AC of 12, but then again... I mean, Anthony hit 12 both times. So I'm like, you know, maybe... I, I hit 12 yeah, yeah, once. And I, so... I rolled fours on those dice, so... Hey, man, say whatever you got to say to save face on this one, okay? All right, um, And then I'm going to attack it with... Fuck, I can't do that. That's a bonus action. I'll cast my... I'll just attack it regular, whatever. I was going to say, it looks very heartily wounded after Norhill's Onslaught. That and that fucking Shadow Blade, that, that thing kind of... Yeah, fucking yeah. opened it up with a 20, just tucked it. <laughs> a soft 20 to hit. 
Okay, that's it. That's 12 damage. All right, describe your kill of the first ghost. It's not really a ghost, but it's a ghost to Jarzak. And as soon as they're like, man, did you see that banshee? Somebody's going to be like, man, look at that banshee. It's like, ghost? Yeah, it, Jarzak sees Norhill just hitting it. He's like, Norhill, this is this one's mine. What are you, what are you doing? I've, I've been waiting for this day to finally fight a ghost. Yeah, look how full I Klika and Anton were. They laid down to take a yeah. nap. They they know that this is this my is time to shine. On her own, like, brain aneurysm <laughs> so, just rushes in and just <laughs> slashes with his axe as hard as he can. Both Klika and Anton are just just flat dead, failed all the rolls. But Jarzak's like, I did it, my story arc. Uh, you guys see that? You see that? And Ghost so, did him. <laughs> ghostly form is sundered, and a bellowing shriek kind of utters throughout the entire place and you hear glass shattering in different parts of the castle even through these doorways and whatnot um as this thing kind of dissipates and becomes ethereal nothingness um and with that the combat's over but uh norhill and jarzak both of you guys are capable of rushing over to klika and trying to nurse her back before um well, I guess you have to roll one more death saving throw. If you roll a fumble, I'm just gonna I'm gonna wreck on it. I hate that. Don't you do that to me. I was so close. I was so close. That's two fails. Oh, yeah, Norhill, you want to yeah, check yeah, on medicine checks to stabilize? Yeah, Norhill, you want to check on Anton? I'll check on Klika. I, I already know for a fact that Anton is fine. He's got the amulet. The amulet. Anton's all all like spooned up in the fetal position, sucking his thumb. Uh. <laughs> um, however, oh. I am unable to meet the DC of 10, I think, with a 7. Oh my god. All right, Jarzak, you can offer him assistance on this one if you can roll high enough on your medicine check. And then if this doesn't fucking work, then you can try it on Jarzak's turn. I got a nat 20, so I'll just do it. I told you, Norhill, I got this. You just punch Klika in the throat and she yeah, goes, just takes flicker out of oh Klika's i come back up with, uh, with one hp then uh, no, no, norhill's just like there's no actual bleeding i don't know how to treat this kind of wound <laughs> yeah it was like a uh, magical brain thing i got this Klika's here yeah jar's like very familiar with magical brain things <laughs> yeah, right. if there's anything jars that can be the expert of it's magical brain things <laughs> That's a whole school of philosophy. All right, so if anybody's got a health potion or anything, uh, you can go ahead and pop it on Anton. Unless the party has none. I don't. I don't think we do, Dan. Don't put that shit on me. Fuck you. What do you mean? What do you, what do you mean? Are you mad that I don't give you healing potions? I'm just saying don't ask for something you yourself didn't give us. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't know what I've given you. It's been a long campaign. <laughs> 50 recorded episodes right now, okay? Do you know how many episodes that is? 50. A lot to like, not give us a single health potion. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, Dan. It is kind of wild. How many rules? Oh my god, what is that on the Banshee's belt? A red vial of mysterious liquid? How many How many rulers <laughs> have you met and befriended? How much money does the party have? How many alchemists have you guys met? Three. You've met three alchemists, okay? I don't want to hear it that you guys haven't had opportunities, okay? Just because not everybody's racking in a fucking six rack of fucking cold Coors light healing, okay? Like, I don't need this shit. 
You know what? Fuck it. One of the alchemists just gave us straight water and told us that it would save us from the bad guy. He so wasn't gonna be buying any healing potions from him. You don't know what he was carrying. Maybe he had red vials. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Jarzak and his old jar that used to contain blood in it. It seemed that he still carries with him. He'll fill it with water and try to see if that'll heal Anton. <laughs> I think Where are you gonna get that, that is a good point, though. Did the banshee leave a body? No. Okay. Yeah, I think this is how it's and it done. was a ghost. <laughs> Okay, so did Anton have a healing potion on him? I swear to God, Ronnie, if you have a healing potion on you and you just decided that whole conversation not to I'm, I'm in. No, no, I'm triple checking, but like, I think I the mean, only... And, yeah, no, not... If nobody else says we'll check. The only potion I have on me is that Friend of the Elves potion. Jarzak <laughs> has three elf potions. Just yeah. fucking drink them. If you guys bring those up, one more time without drinking them. I don't care. You know, the best part is, is it's not even going to do really anything. Yeah. Like, can we just rip the bandaid off of the friend of the elves potion? You know, you're starting to sound a little cranky right now for a guy who survived that due to excellent roles and teamwork. Blew a third level spell slot and got one attack off, and it was the ranged one, so I couldn't even do the most damage. Hey, listen, listen. You did a third of the damage in one swing, okay? <sighs> what do you want, okay? What do you want, Kalika? Do you want health potions and to be <laughs> Is this what you want? <laughs> I want to not roll a fucking four on my constitution saving throws. Well, you know what? Get good. Okay, Klika, what do you want from me? You know what's funny is if you guys gave the blood over to that guy, you would actually have had potions that would boost con saves and strength saves and stuff. So, you know, funny enough... You could have had a very useful potion. No, man, he had like a waiting period of like two weeks. I don't trust that. Oh, well, elves live forever, man. They had all the time in the world for this. Yeah, right. I don't know it seems there. that the warnings of the dangers in this place were, no, were you know, not exaggerated. Uh, we should fall back a bit and see what we can do for Anton. It seems like, again, since Anton's sleeping like a baby over here, in about an hour's time, he comes to. Um, and that's where we're going to end it, with Anton awakening, stretching like a sleepy man. Hey, everybody. It's the young Grognard here. I want to say thank you for listening to another episode of the podcast. If you have anything you'd like to tell me, any questions or concerns, shoot me a tweet over at YGrognard on Twitter. Or send me an email at younggrognard at gmail.com. As always, keep it real, and more importantly, keep it dungeonous. Thanks. <laughs>